Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Barbershop Talk Canada podcast. Um, great thing happened this week. Um, if you guys remember Eric from the uh, Fred Van Vliet and the Australian Open episode, um, Eric is now on as the co-host. So, Eric, I'm wondering if you can give an introduction to the guys who might have not heard those podcasts before. Uh, sure. Um, my name's Eric. I, I play hot played hockey with Hanson for a very long time. Um, I'm a big sports fan. Love the Canucks, love the Raptors, love every sport possible. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the Canucks and the Raptors, um, that's probably what we're going to touch on for most of our podcast now. Um, we're going to yeah. direct it mainly um, about the Canucks, about the Raptors, and uh, we will have time to focus on other things, but that's probably what we're going to go for mo- most of the time. Just like a weekly yeah. recap kind of thing. So, um, big news um, for the Canucks um, this week. A lot of things going on. Um, a lot of bad things, mainly. For the Raptors, a few good things, though. Yeah. All right. So, the Canucks are doing horrible. So, let, let's start with the Raptors. Okay. Sounds um, good. They have a game tomorrow against the Bulls. And they've played yep. this week. They've played a few games. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry started... Um, out at the beginning of this week due to a thumb injury, no ankle yeah. injury, ankle injury. Um, from uh stepping on DJ Augustine against the Bucks. Um, this week started with the Raptors beating the Seventy Sixers on Sunday. Um, were you able to catch that game? Uh, yeah, I think I caught most of the game at least, because yeah, I love watching that team so. Got to watch every minute of it. That is true. Um, both of us, we try to watch as much Raptors as possible, unless the Canucks are playing, obviously, yeah. that being our hometown team. Um, we kind of watch them a little more. but Yeah. Yeah. And then they played the Sixers again, and they lost this time by seven points. Um, yeah. Continued good performances from Pascal Siakam this week, though. Um, yeah, he's been great. Except against Miami, where he had only five points. Um, Pascal, uh, Fred, and Kyle are the leading scorers of this team. And it seems like every night, if two of them are playing well, hitting their average of 20 points, then it seems like the Raptors are doing well. Um, Do you have a guy who you think is like an X factor? An X factor? Out of everyone on the team. It doesn't have to be one of those three. Uh, I feel like Chris Boucher. Okay. Why I say Chris Boucher is because he's not only just like a good defensive player, as we know, he's been blocking shots every single game. And you got like Jack Armstrong just <laughs> coming out there. <laughs> yeah. Just get his garbage, get the garbage out of here. Get that quote. garbage out of here. <laughs> but then like, he's also, he can also shoot the three so well, like, I forgot which game it was. I think it might have been against the Bucks or the Sixers. He made like four threes in a row. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he just got a nice dunk after that. So he's definitely a consistent player. I think this is his best season so far. That's for sure. Yep, you're right. He's definitely taken a step up. Um, he's never played above 15 minutes a game. And that's probably because he had um, uh, Abaka, Kasol. Yeah. Um, even Valanciunas for a little bit in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's really getting a chance to shine. And I think he actually started 
um, in against the Bucks, and that was his first NBA start. So yeah, good for him. He's looking great. He's averaging 13 points, six and a half rebounds, and one assist, um, a lot of blocks, and he's uh, 52.7% from the field. Yeah. Which is, that's not bad considering he's more of like a three-point shooting kind of center more than like a down low kind of big. Yeah. Um. Okay, I, I like Boucher. I, I think I think you're right. He is definitely an X-factor. But for me, the mm-hmm. main guy is Norman Powell. Uh, yes. Uh, I think Norm, if he explodes and has a great game, um, the Raptors mm-hmm. are very likely to um, take a dub. But the mm-hmm. thing is, he's fairly inconsistent. Like, if we saw that most recent game um, yesterday night, by the mm-hmm. time you guys see this, it's probably two nights away. Um, but yeah. It was Friday night against the Rockets, Powell came out um, and scored 30 points, and he started. Um, if yeah. you were watching during the Terrence Ross days, <laughs> he is he is as as he's kind of like that, but he's a much better version, I feel. I don't know. Um, I guess that's the best comparison, right? Yeah, Terrence Ross is definitely probably the best comparison. They both shoot, play like the exact same. And I feel like he's Terrence Ross now. He's not Terrence Ross when he was on the Raptors. Like he's the best version of Terrence Ross, or like a better version. Yeah. The one thing that I think I would take, like, because you said Boucher, I say Norm, but I kind of, yeah. You know, you know, if you ever been in socials class and you got to write those to what extent paragraphs, and you have to argue for <laughs> the other side a little bit, I'll argue for your side. Um, I think Boucher contributes a lot more. Um. Powell is usually like he gets buckets. He sometimes gets a rebound and starts to break, but he does get um he makes bad decisions with the ball, turnovers, so he doesn't get yeah. a lot of assists. He might get a few steals though, he is fast. Um, but Boucher mm-hmm. is more of like as a center, you you're gonna get more rebounds. Um, he obviously is a good defender. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a good like fundamental defender, but he's like very flashy with the way he plays, very opposite of um, the Raptors starting center last year being Mark Gasol. Very yeah. opposite of that. Yeah. Gasol was all like uh, taking charges, um, playing good positionally, boxing out guys, and Boucher is like jumping up to block Goran Dragic's <laughs> corner three, um, slapping yeah. stuff off the glass, right? All right. Another Raptors question for you. Okay. Um, so. The big thing about the Raptors was they were able to go above 500 uh, for the first time this week. Um, mm-hmm. They started the season horribly. I think they started the season 2-8, and eight, and now they're up to yeah. 500, which is great. Um, they're in a playoff position. Um, with that said, and the position the Raptors are in, and with three 20-point scorers, did we deserve one of those guys to be an All-Star? Um, do I think they're an any of those are all-stars. I think at least one of them should have been an all-star. And I think we all know who that is. It's Fred Van Vliet, for sure. Uh, would you this care guy. to elaborate a little more for the uh, non-Fred Van Vliet lovers out there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fred Van Vliet, this guy pretty much carries the Raptors almost every night. His shooting is unmarkable. Remarkable. I don't know how to say that word. Um, I think. I think that's remarkable. Yeah, it is. 
but then like that one shot I saw against I think it was the Sixers or the Heat mm-hmm. he literally falls down and he slips and he grabs the ball and just shoots it randomly when the buzzer goes and he just makes that like no other player could probably make that shot except for like Steph Curry or something like that's how good he is and his defense I already said before his defense is amazing and he has like both right like um, in terms of what I said before about like Boucher and Gasol, right? Comparing the yeah. center last year and this year, but in terms of being a point guard, you know, Fred has that great like positional play, um, and mm-hmm. he also has like that kind of flashy defense, which results in steals, fast break offense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he has played the most this year. He's uh, started in all thirty-four games he's played. Um, no one has played in more games than him. And he's averaging mm-hmm. 36.7 minutes per game, which is more than anyone else on the team. Um, I think the one thing that people kind of knock him for are his shooting numbers. He's not the most efficient shooter. But with yeah. it, it, the, the stats don't tell the story here. Him and Pascal average the same amount of points. But I would say True. I agree with you. He carries the Raptors night in and night out. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's try and wrap up this a little bit. Um, I kind of want to play devil's advocate because I kind of think that, yeah, although those three guys are averaging around 20 points per game, although Kyle has dropped now to 18, but when he was, um, when the all-stars were picked, he was at, I think, 19 point something. Um, there are a lot of people scoring more than 20 points per game this year. Yeah. And a lot of guys who have those stats, um, obviously leading the pack, you got Bradley Beal, who's averaging um, 32, uh, 32.8 actually. You got Curry averaging 30, and a bunch of guys averaging 20. So if there's all those guys averaging 20 and they're getting the stats, why do you think that, um, whether it be Fred or any of the Raptors players, why do you think they deserve the spot over any of those other guys? Um, let's see. One, probably the defense, of course. I, I'm just gonna keep on saying this, but mm-hmm. every time with Fred, his defense amazes me every time. And his, yeah, his shooting might not be the most consistent thing in the world. Like he's had those games where he's only got like five points a game. Like I've seen that happen quite a bit, but most of the time he's, he's hitting his shots, and he's hustling for the ball. That's one of the more important ones as well. He's hustling for the ball. He's not giving up on a play. And in the clutch, when the shot clock's down to like one, one, one second, he just hits, he somehow hits every shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, I think defense is really overlooked in terms of like the media and the fans. When yeah. you don't watch a team, like everyone, like before... I don't know if you watched Spurs games when Kawhi was there, because I really didn't, mm-hmm. unless they were on, like, I guess, international television. I guess that's what you would call it, since we live in Canada. Yeah. Um, like, unless they were really on there and they were playing, like, Golden State or something, um, we like, I feel like we wouldn't really watch him. And we'd be like, yeah, he's the defensive player of the year. But really, how much can you see from defense besides, like, highlights of like a guy like blocking and like stealing and stuff right like you could say 
from just flashy plays and stuff. Like Chris Boucher could be defensive player of the year, right? From blocking mm-hmm. three point jump shots and stuff. But defense is often overlooked because we look at that part of defense, but we don't look at positionally and understanding plays because not every basketball fan is like a basketball player who cares a lot about systems, right? Like if you play basketball, mm-hmm. you might not even, like if you're just a casual pickup guy, you might not know all about like different uh, like zone play and um, traps and everything like that. So probably only the really diehard fans are able to appreciate like guys like Fred, you know? Yeah. And just to bring it up for you, um, I said there's a lot of 20-point scores. I like to give exact numbers. If you want to round up uh, Westbrook and Adebayo, um, then there's 39. But if you don't want to round them up, oh, then wow. there's 37. 20 oh, points. Wow. And Norman Powell is actually averaging 17.7. So he's only 0.3 behind Kyle Lowry, which is crazy. Norm's come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That that that's some good Raptors talk. I feel like I feel like we could we could talk a little more about the Raptors, but we we need the time to focus on the Canucks. Yeah. Okay. Um. Eric. Yes. How come the Canucks are bad? Let's just, let's you you go ahead first. Let my anger build. All right. Well, just the entire season in general is just really hard to watch most of the games they're they've gotten better at this at at least like their defense they're getting better at every single possession they play um it's just i feel like penalties definitely kill off their momentum most of the game Mm -hmm. you're cutting out goaltending is you're cutting out a little yeah ah, shoot Um, but they're goaltending yeah, go 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 ahead. Uh, the goaltending hasn't been the most consistent ever. Like Demko, the last like two games, he's been pretty doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Just his team can't score when he's in net. Right. But when Holpe's in, like they score like three or four goals every game, which is kind of sad. Because I think Demko could definitely have more, like two or three more wins than what he deserves. You're right. Um, they always bring up on Sportsnet his home stats and how good he is at home, but then the record is like yeah. three, five, and one or whatever. It's like <laughs> and one. All right. Yeah. Um, I'll try not to swear. Um, this All is right. a kids podcast, kid friendly podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but the Canucks are absolute garbage. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they're playing this bad. On paper, they're a much better team. Um, but. Actually, I do know why they're playing this bad. It's because they don't know how to take care of the puck. On the power play, it's the most frustrating thing to watch. Like, do you drop pass or do you not drop pass? Like, get in the zone. It can't, it can't be that hard, right? You see the other teams? They're not, not every team in the NHL is the number one power play. and They can get in the zone so easy or whatever. I think Buffalo has the number one power play, which is crazy. But uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> another time. Speed is the way, uh, is, is the ideal way. Speed through the neutral zone is how you enter the zone. Uh, the Canucks are doing that, but they're always making stupid passes right at the blue line. It's not they're not getting in the zone. They're in the zone, right? It's one guy along the half wall, and then they lose the puck. They make a dumb pass. Um, and I'm going to call a few guys out. Um, okay. 
JT Miller, I'm calling you out. Dude, you're one of my favorite players. Um, And I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I've talked to a few of our other hockey buddies about it. I love JT Miller because he can play everything. You know, like, he has a kind of gritty side, and we all know that he's a great goal scorer. He's got not necessarily great wrist shot, snap shot, slap shot, but he has, like, all three of them are, like, pretty good. He's a good <laughs> passer. Um, He, this year he hasn't been, but a lot of the times yeah. he's a very good two-way player. Um, he kills penalties, as we see. But, dude, like, he's got to put some more effort in. You know, like, I don't mind the body la- language. Actually, I do mind that. I don't mind, like, the slamming and, like, breaking stick stuff. Because I think mm-hmm. everyone gets pissed. And when you're, like, a guy who's, like, you know, a top athlete. And you're using, like, a, I don't know, like, guys use, like, what, 70 flex, 85 yeah. max flex sticks. All the forwards. So, yep. it's pretty easy to break those. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't mind that, but, yeah, I think, you know, I remember that game where Edler was out and they gave him the A. Um, he has to show that he's a better leader, and he really needs to be, he really needs to step up. He was the top point scorer for the Canucks last year, and, dude, you cannot be getting demoted to the third line. Like, you can't. <laughs> he was on the lotto line to end the game, though. They did put that back together against Edmonton. Um, of course. But, Yeah. Offensively, that's all I got. Um, I'll give myself a break to um, all right. not get a little more pissed, but I'll, I'll cover defense after. I want to hear your opinion on JT Miller on the third line and if you have any like Canucks that you want to call out yourself. Uh, yeah, JT Miller on the third line. That's It's hard to hear sometimes because you know he's better than a third line player. Mm-hmm. Like we seen it last year. He was He was great. It was the great breast, like the best trade we could have had at that point with Jim Benning, and and in the playoffs he was doing fine. Like I don't know, I don't know what happened with this season. Like I can see it. Like he's not trying as hard. It looks like mm-hmm. he's not rushing into the into the puck into the boards as hard as he usually would, and it just frustrates me a little bit just seeing him not try as hard because I. I'm gonna say I'm like type of the grinder. I'm a grinder in you hockey. Are. You're a grinder, yeah. I you're usually... skilled grinder. You're, you're skilled like a, grinder. You're like a you're like a Zach McEwen with like a with Zach a, McEwen, but like you a be- better offensive skills. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but like I go into every game just thinking I should I should be into that game like from the get go. Mm-hmm. Don't don't like just what do you call it just loosely skate around the rink the entire game i want to like play hard as much as i can mm-hmm. and jt miller's just not doing that for me right now yeah it's not that he doesn't have the skill it says it's, he doesn't have the mentality like he's checked out of some games and obviously mm-hmm. like with what's going on this year it might be like some personal issues and stuff but like i don't know like you you, you gotta just play better like that's all it is right it's mental yeah um physically he looks fine he's right like yeah no um do you have any other players that you're kind of having an issue with um just trying to think of any other players um because i I would say jake i would i i would say jake pretending but the last few games he's actually been playing pretty well Mm -hmm. like the goals are not going in but like he's starting to play like what vancouver wanted him to play 
Yeah, like, and he had those yes. two good chances against Mike Smith in the second. You yeah. remember that? Yeah. The, the one where he literally, he was inches away from scoring. Yeah. Yeah, that, but like, Jake Vertan is starting to step up more and more. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for me to call other guys out. Uh, right. Goalies, I have no problem with. Uh, Holtby's played well when he's had to, but Demko looks like the better goalie, which is good, right? Considering he's the guy yeah. we're going to go forward with. Um, I have no problem there. Holtby is like, he doesn't look like he's a Vesna caliber goalie, but there's no issue with that. We didn't bring him in to be a Vesna caliber goalie. Yeah. Um, Nate Schmidt, I'm calling you out, bro. Like, I don't know what's wrong with Nate Schmidt. I'll be honest, he's pretty good defensively in terms of yeah. advanced statistics. I don't know how much you're into advanced stats, but mm-hmm. he is, according to advanced statistics and the eye test a little bit, right? The eye test, which is, you know, yeah. what we like over here at the Barbershop Talk uh, podcast. Um, he's doing good. But stop scoring in your own net. <laughs> like, stop. Like, there was that Shifley one where he literally put it in. There was one against the Leafs where he gave it away. And it feels like every two or three games, like, my mom always loses interest after the first period. So I'm like, and then, like, somehow the other team scores. I'm like, mom, Nate Schmidt scored in his own net again. Like, I feel like I'm saying <laughs> that every other game, every second game or third game. And it really pisses me off because, like, he's fine according to advanced stats. The eye test looks okay at times, but sometimes he's, like, so bad. Like, Nate Schmidt, yeah. we didn't bring you in to be good defensively. We brought you in to be, like, take the pressure off Quinn Hughes. Last year, we got hemmed in against Vegas in the playoffs all the time because Quinn Hughes was the only guy who could make a breakout pass, right? Yeah. We all remember that. Uh, <laughs> Vegas was in Vancouver's end for the whole game because mm-hmm. of that. And we brought in Nate Schmidt. Because he can make that first pass. He can get the puck out of the zone. And then he can join the rush. He can score goals. He can pass. He can run a power play, right? Mm-hmm. He looks okay on the second unit, I'll be honest. I have no problem with his power play. But everything else is so garbage, man. Like, I, I, I need to see him being better 5-on-5. Five five because he is playing with Edler. And we all know Edler is solid as a rock back there on defense. Yeah. Edler and Tanev, that was such a great defensive pairing. That was that is not what you should have as your top two. But we ran with that with the Sidines up front for so long. And mm-hmm. we all know Edler. He's solid as a rock. So Schmidt, take more chances, make mistakes. He is almost a six million dollar man. I think he makes like five point nine seven a year or something like that. Yeah. So we can call him another six million dollar man. So him great. And I won't call out Myers because Myers is actually okay. I, he's yeah. not worth $6 million at all, but he's playing better than Schmidt, I would say, in terms mm-hmm. of offensively. Yeah. But definitely. yeah, Schmidt, I'm calling you out. I really need – he's probably never going to listen to this, but whatever. You got to call him <laughs> out. He needs to contribute more offensively. And that's that's really it. I have problems with a lot of the other guys. Um, I'll kind of go over it a little quickly. Jalen Chatfield. Mm-hmm. Dude, go back mm. to the AHL. Seriously. <laughs> I don't like Chatfield at all, and you took opportunities away from Yolevi. Um, yeah. Hamnick actually looks good. 
He was back for what one game, right? Yeah, the last game. He has balls to shoot on net, <laughs> not like some of the other defenders. He yeah. like when he played, I was like, bro, that is straight up like Chris Tanner. Great defensively, offense doesn't really know what to do sometimes, so he just shoots it on net. But hey, you have to have balls to shoot it on that. You know, not everyone is willing to shoot. And when you have a guy mm-hmm. who is, that's great. Especially when Quinn yeah. Hughes thinks he needs to pass all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a lot of problems with most of the defenders. Um, Hughes, I kind of get it. He's like, like there's so much pressure on you as the number one guy in a contract year and everything too. Um, I'll mm-hmm. cut him some slack, but I think he does need to um, be better um defensively he's always been a good skater and i feel like his skating is i don't know it hasn't looked good at times i don't know if you've noticed that but i see him falling a lot um defenders are getting by him pretty easy and um you know being a smaller guy you do have to have um your edges well you know maybe get those skates sharpened um i don't know if he's a half inch guy but nine sixteenths is the way to go nine sixteenth what do you do do you do half inch yeah, I do a half inch. Okay, one day you have to try 916. All and, right, I will. I've tried it, and um, yeah, you know, I couldn't skate backwards at all. Now I can skate backwards a little bit. So Perfect. maybe it'll help Quinn too, right? Yeah. Yeah, no problems with Edler for me. Myers, I have the same issues with him all the time. Um, of course. It's always just like, as long as he stays disciplined, I think he's fine. Like, if he's mm-hmm. disciplined, he's fine. I have no issues, and he has been for the last few games, so I'm okay. Um, Oli, I have no problems. I love Oli. Um, I think he tries his best every game, and I think he definitely deserves to be in the lineup over Jordy Ben, because Jordy Ben, oh man, he is good at times. He's yeah. I think he's like he's like a bad version of what we want Nate Schmidt to be, but. He's a seventh defenseman. He doesn't deserve to be in the lineup all the time, and he gets way too many offensive zone starts considering he plays with Hughes a lot. I think mm-hmm. we need to put Schmidt in there and let him start in the offensive zone more. And yeah, that's really all I have. Um, I have a lot of issues with the Canucks bottom six too, but I don't think I can cover that. Uh, Aaron, yeah. I'm going to give you the mic. Uh, maybe you cover some issues that I haven't talked about yet. Um, Up. Well, we talk, We haven't talked about the power play. Well, you've talked a little bit about the power play. Of Go ahead with them that. Not, I want to hear your opinion. Uh, the breakout into the zone is definitely not the best. Like, with their power play, they can, I can, they get into the zone maybe one every three times, I feel like, or just yeah. half the times. But then you, like, see other teams, like when Vancouver's playing another team and they have the penalty kill, they... They just skate in against the Canucks so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how easy they skate in on the PK. And okay, like, and then, if it's the Leafs, I get it. The Leafs have the second best power yeah. play in the uh, NHL. Um, yeah. Edmonton, okay, I guess. And like, Winnipeg, Calgary are okay on the power play, but they're like middle of the pack, right? Yeah. Like, it, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. And then on the. When they're set up and everything, it's again. I think it's every Canuck fan. It's just too many passes on the power play. Like mm-hmm. you got to take some shots sometimes. Like you do see Quinn Hughes taking the shots a lot of the times, but it gets blocked like mm-hmm. the majority of the time. 
And here's my thing about that. Quinn Hughes shouldn't be the one taking the shot. Yeah. It should, should be, be Besser, PD Pedersen. Besser. Yeah, mainly Pedersen. Yeah. Um, Miller tries to shoot too, so I don't mind that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just bottom bottom six. What can you really say about the bottom six? Sutter, he's been all right all the season. Like, we weren't expecting anything from Sutter this season. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, Beagle. Or... Beagle's a good penalty kill guy. We all, yes. we all know that. Uh, Gaudet, he's been, he's been playing well recently, but he's just not getting... He just can't finish off the scoring chances. Uh, Britannon's getting better. Yep. Every game, it looks like. I don't know, maybe trade value at this point. Uh, we're going to touch on that later. So, All right. And then, um, who else am I forgetting on that? Bot? Roussel, taken too many penalties. Too many dumb penalties. He got his 1,000 penalty minutes, though, so I think he's fine now. <laughs> yeah, he's fine now. But he's taken that one where he tried to fight a guy. Uh, tried to fight, fight Kuliarvi. Yes. And then I think Edmonton scored on that power play. I think they did, yeah. I think it was Puyarvi that scored it. So just karma comes back sometimes in the pound when you take a penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I have to say about the Canucks up front. It's not. It's very disappointing so far, though. Yeah, their penalty kill is okay. They're sitting at 80.7%, um, mm-hmm. which is 11th in the league. Dude, Colorado is at... 89.5? That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Colorado has some crazy players on that penalty kill. Yeah. Um, bottom six is an issue for the Canucks. We're going to uh, talk, talk about that a little more. But um, mm-hmm. for those of you guys that are still with us, thank you for being with us. We're at the half hour mark yeah, thank now. You. So we're going to try and wrap it up a little bit uh, in a little bit. Um, we have some segments that we're going to cover. Um, Eric? Mm-hmm. Um, who is our player of the week? And just so you guys know, our player of the week can be anyone from the Raptors or the Canucks. Um, let's see. Player of the week for either the Raptors or the Canucks. I would. Let's see. Got to right. They're not on the Canucks. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not on the Canucks. I would say, I think I'd say Boucher. He's okay. definitely... I love Boucher. Boucher is one of my favorite players on the Raptors. Also with the Japanese player, Yuto Watanabe. Mm-hmm. I love that guy too. But like Chris Boucher is stepping up in his fourth season, it should be. And yeah, start... but he did only play one game with Golden State his first year. So True, true. But like fourth year, third year technically in the league, and he's just starting to be the guy at the at at the five for the Raptors, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's twenty eight, so it's about time. Yep. Um. Let's move on to our bust of the week. You you go ahead with this fun. I'll go ahead see. with the bust of the week. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say, um, the guy I called out, JT Miller. Um. Yep. He he just has to be better. Um, there's no way go uh of going around that. He is a leader, and he needs to show that um during tough times. And that's really all I yeah. have to say. Um, refer back to what I said earlier if you want to hear more. Yeah. 
All right. Do we have a highlight of the week? I guess it's that Fred Van Vliet shot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, that's easy to cover. Or okay, can, go ahead. Or or if we can go back to the uh the Canucks versus Jets where Oh, okay. Elias Pedersen. Yeah. Comes in front of the net on the left side of the post and just threw his legs behind his back, scores against Connor Hellebuck yeah. to make the game. I think it was two, three nothing or two nothing at that point. And you know what? I'm going to say um, another thing that I want to add is call of the week. And call of the week? Yeah. I don't know if we're going to do this every week, but just because I yeah. remember this week. For that Pedersen goal, I remember um, since the Australian Open just finished, John Shortenhouse was like, was that Novak Djokovic or something like that? So that was a funny <laughs> call. I didn't hear yeah. it on TV, but when I was watching the highlights, I heard it. So that was pretty funny. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, is there anything else that um, you'd like to say before we kind of wrap it up? No, I'm good for everything so far. All right. Yeah, guys. So thank you, um, everyone, for listening to um, the podcast. And thank you, Eric, for being on here as the co-host. No problem. Um, we're going to try and give you guys weekly updates on the Raptors and on the Canucks. And mm-hmm. uh, there are a few things that we didn't touch on. We didn't touch on the Jake Vertanen trade rumors this week. But um, by next week, there may be stuff we want to touch on. And we'll for sure be getting an episode out every Sunday. And hopefully we get a few extra episodes if there's anything big to talk about. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. All right. Peace.